This is a special report from About Space Today. Welcome to Special Report. I'm David Denault. While most of the attention regarding Israel has been on the war, a good friend asked me, how does Israel exist since there is little oil as a resource? Well, I began to think back when I was in Israel and making a film. It was agriculture and Israel's ability for the conservation of water. And I'm going to share more on growing food in a desert and how Israel's technology could possibly be applied to living on Mars. Next, as America and the world is listening to Special Report on About Space Today. Come to the land of orange groves and palm trees. Come to the land of theme parks. Come to the land of sunny beaches and the azure waters of the Atlantic Ocean. So come and visit Florida for lasting memories. Email us. Email david.ddcruiseandtours at gmail.com or call DD Cruise and Tours at 877 747 8631 for your next family, cruise, or theme park vacation. Let us provide you your next visit with our travel experience, not experimentation. We are members of IATAN and CLIA. Email david.ddcruiseandtours at gmail.com. Serving the Southeast, traveler since 1985. Welcome back. From its beginnings, the major component of living in Israel has been water. And their water comes from the Mediterranean Sea and is desalinated in a lengthy process. This extremely small country sits on the banks of the Mediterranean and is mostly made up of desert. Yet Israeli agriculture is booming. They lead the world in sustainable farming technology and innovation in the sector. Over the last several decades, their groundbreaking practices have developed more out of necessity than anything else. The most obvious problem to overcome with farming in Israel is the lack of water. How do you turn deserts into farmland in such a hostile environment? There are a few innovations that Israeli agriculturalists and researchers have come up with that turn the desert into a bountiful place to grow crops. And since around 8.5 million people are living in a country the size of New Jersey with a growth rate of around 1.6%, Israel needs to be able to produce as much food as possible. So where does a nation made up of mostly desert get its water from? The Mediterranean Sea, of course. The major issue with using water from the Mediterranean is that it contains salt. Since salt water kills most plants that are grown on land, this might seem like an unusable source of water. Israel gets around this problem by using desalination facilities to remove the salt and create fresh water. This is not only done for agricultural purposes, but for drinking water as well. And during the process, nutrients are added back before distribution. And the result, uh, the taste is much like spring water. Interestingly, Israel's desalination process is so effective that minerals and chemicals must be put back into the water to ensure it meets taste and anti-corrosion requirements. So the country has invested heavily in desalination plants along its coast. There are new plants being added every few years to ensure that freshwater production can keep up with population growth. Plus, almost all of the water used by farmers and Israeli citizens gets recycled so it can be repurposed. Over 80% of the water flowing to farms and households in Israel is recycled. This is also the highest reuse of water out of any nation in the world. One proven method that has been used to turn the desert into rich agricultural lands is drip technology. 
One of the key components of this process is precision irrigation. Just like in the water treatment and distribution process, Israeli farmers don't want to let any water go to waste. Precision irrigation allows farmers to water their crops more effectively using less water. This means they're not only saving money, but saving resources as well. There are several ways this is done, each of which is more sophisticated and effective than the last. Drip irrigation is one aspect of precision irrigation that saves on water and nutrients, while also making sure each plant gets the sustenance it needs. Drip irrigation works exactly as you'd expect. The hoses and nozzles that distribute the water are close to the ground and drip directly into the dirt above where the roots are located. This water then seeps into the ground and nourishes the plant. This simple but effective process allows for more water to be absorbed by the roots before it evaporates. Another method used in growing is hydroponics. But there are also other agricultural practices that allow Israel to increase crop yields while also reducing their impact on the environment and reducing the amount of resources they use. Things like vertical farming and hydroponics have been game-changers in the agricultural sector. Plants can be grown in greenhouses with very little space and no soil. Hydroponic systems allow plants to get the nutrients and water they need with minimal waste. So could these methods be used on a desolate planet like Mars? Obviously, you can't rely on food parcels from home coming every two years. You're going to have to grow your own food, a few potatoes and cabbages, and away you go. You can do farming on Mars. Now, research that's been done at Arizona State University suggests that when you send microorganisms into space, they behave differently. They don't like it up there. Hundreds, if not thousands, of PhD theses in the last 20 years have been written about how to grow food on Mars. And there was a very interesting experiment done a couple of years ago in Holland where NASA provided the Dutch with what they thought was almost an identical copy of the soil on Mars. And the Dutch planted 4,200 seeds in it of all kinds of different vegetables, and every single seed germinated. Some things did better than others, like carrots grew very well there. There is no question that we will be able to grow food on Mars, but it's going to be hundreds of years before we grow enough food on Mars that we can survive from the food we grow. The only way we're going to be able to do that is to terraform the planet so that it becomes much more Earth-like, so that we can grow crops on the surface of the planet. If we heat up the poles on Mars. That causes a significant temperature rise on Mars and we start having flowing water on Mars, especially around the equator. Then water itself will go into the atmosphere, which is another greenhouse gas. And we will warm up Mars and we will be able to plant crops on the surface of Mars. But that's a ways away. That's probably at least 300 years away. Drip technology hydroponics to grow food on Mars. And in NASA's test, all 4,000 seeds germinated and grew, some better than others. So perhaps the technology being used successfully in a country like Israel could one day be used on Mars and beyond. And let me remind you to listen to America in Space each Friday with Space Coast News Editor Don Meyer and join John Gomez for This Week in Space on Tuesdays. And thanks for joining me for Special Report. I'm David Denault for About Space Today. This has been a special report from About Space Today. <laughs>